Welcome back to Posters. This is a podcast dealing with all the FBI wanted missing persons seeking information posters. It is not affiliated or associated with the FBI. Um, If you have any uh, tips or knowledge, please, please submit them to um, the FBI, and I'll be talking about where people can submit the information at the end of the episode. Anyway, let's dive right in. I was looking at the FBI's website before I started this podcast, and this poster really just jumped out at me. He looks so different from the other posters, and when I clicked on it, I got only a snippet of a fascinating story. I knew that I wanted to dive further into this. An anti-kidnapping negotiator who was kidnapped outside a restaurant while looking for a friend who had been kidnapped? It had seemed like a clip from Netflix's Narcos or some crazy Matt Damon-esque movie, but unfortunately... This is a real-life story that hasn't been covered as much as it deserves. Just as a disclaimer, there are a lot of sources used to put together this story, and sometimes they conflict, or there are new details that I'm not sure where they come from. If I say those, I will specifically cite where they are from, but if they're a general fact that everybody has, I won't. All the sources are available in the, um, in the description for this episode. I also see the FBI's account and framework of the story as being the most credible. So I will kind of go back and refer to that one. Police are always keeping back certain pieces of the information or for the integrity of the case if it ever goes to court. So I am more willing to trust that than some other news source. Felix Batista worked for the company ASI Global, a company that specialized in global securities. According to the FBI's website, Batista started out as a U.S. Army major but it is very clear that he has a military and law enforcement background and was an expert at his field. He specialized in anti-kidnapping and um, kidnapping negotiations. He was even quoted in a newspaper, the AZ Central, saying the narco kidnappers are not looking for chump change. Um, And they also said that he's negotiated the release of dozens of kidnapping victims throughout Mexico. On the AZ Central, they surmise that the increased number of kidnappings is related to the president's Calderon's war on drugs, quote-unquote, and this was a new way for cartels to make money, their main gig being compromised by the government enforcement. For those unfamiliar with Mexican history, Calderon was in office from 2006 to 2012, and after that it was Enrique Pena Nieto. Currently, they have a new president. The presidents have six-year terms. So... Um, To put where Saltillo is into perspective, if you think of where San Antonio is in Texas, and then you take Highway 35 to the border of the U.S. and Mexico to Nuevo Laredo, you'll continue down Mexico Road 85 to Monterey, then Saltillo is southwest of Monterey. If you road tripped from San Antonio to Saltillo, it would take you around six hours. Um, It is the capital of its little state, and it is famous for tile that is very popular. Like, I'm sure if you Googled Saltillo tile, you will see, like, you have seen this before, for sure. The website Travel Safe Abroad rates Saltillo as a medium risk. So why was Batista in Saltillo? The sources are mixed. Some say he was down in Saltillo giving hostage negotiation presentations to law enforcement. Others say that he was down there to negotiate the release of an acquaintance, Pilar Vadez. Some say that he was in Saltillo for personal reasons, but when a connection in law enforcement learned that he was in town, they convinced him to do some anti-kidnapping presentations for their department. 
A WikiLeaks source says that um, Pilar Vardez, a security company owner, local to the area, had disappeared. Batista had to have known him well enough, and I'll explain that connection later. Either way, what we know is that Pilar Vardez disappeared, and many think he was taken by the Gulf Cartel group, the Zetas. The Zetas, or Los Zetas, are based out of Nuevo Laredo. Um, they're one of the uh, one of the cities that I had mentioned is very near the U.S.-Mexico border. They're one of the most dangerous cartels, and they're responsible for a lot of violent, a uh, lot of violence that shock even the seasoned. They have enough pull in the cartel community to threaten and take the Sinaloa cartel's territory. Um, I think recently they're a bit smaller, but um, at one point in time they were extremely large and very dangerous. Batista was at a local restaurant with some acquaintances and got a call on his cell phone. According to the FBI, he left his cell phone, credit cards, laptop, and other documents in the restaurant. The website says that he was met by four men in a Jeep and got into it. The way that the FBI writes the story, um, it seems if, as if Batista was in Satio for personal or business reasons. It didn't matter, but that day, December 10, um, his friend Pilar Valdez was kidnapped. The FBI claims that he was involved in getting him back and then was at the restaurant, got the call, got in the Jeep, and was never heard from again. So you can kind of see like the inconsistencies in different stories and what, what you're having to work with and parse out. In a twist, the victim was actually released an hour later. A Fox 29 article says the call Batista receives was actually from Valdez, saying that he's alive and okay, but that the police needed to speak with him as a ruse to get him in the car. The FBI's story is similar to the call was from Valdez, but instead of saying that the police needed to talk to him, the car was going to pick him up outside the restaurant with Valdez and that they would go to some other location. That same Fox 29 article quotes, Batista knew that something was not right here, FBI Special Agent Alexandra Montilla told InsideEdition.com. He had left an emergency contact with the restaurant with the people he was with, saying, if anything happens to me, please call this number. He felt he had to do it. I felt he felt obligated to do something. As much as every source may differ from the small details of the story, nobody puts forward a, a so really good solid theory of why. The kidnappers have made no demands, which is not usual. Batista willingly got into the vehicle outside the restaurant, making investigators scratch their heads. What had made such a seasoned and expert, experienced person get into a potential trap? Some think that Valdez was kidnapped as a trap to get Batista, and that he was the actual target and Valdez was released after Batista was taken. This could have Valdez in on the scheme or not. Others think that Batista willingly let himself be kidnapped but you would think such a seasoned investigator would know how to negotiate terms for Valdez without sacrificing possibly his life. The third theory is that he was taken because he was, uh, because the cartel thought that he was a U.S. agent um, looking for information and snitching on their operations. That one could easily be factored into the first theory. Valdez is taken. Bautista bites the lure, and the cartel can take out a th potential threat. Some sources do say that there were security cameras outside the restaurant that day, but I have not been able to find anything about the actual footage. 
The field office for this location is Miami, but you are always able to go to your local field office or to the U.S. Uh, embassy or consulate. This is, a, this is a case that I think is really, really tough, and I think that that's why the FBI has taken this on. Not only did this case happen in, in, a, in an international country, but this case has uh, cartels involved, a kidnapping with no ransom. There are a lot of conflicting details, and it is all a very, very crazy and confusing story. I know that I was absolutely captivated when I first read about this. So if anyone knows of any information, please submit it to the FBI field office near you or to the U.S. Embassy or Consulate. It is important to find justice for this man, whether he's alive, or whether the worst happened to him, his family, and you are able to go on and read interviews with his wife. It's absolutely heartbreaking. She is, she is really, really wanting to know what happened to her husband, and um, his family deserves answers.